I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. Stay not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. State to state. What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George Bakai. Now, when this one drops, it'll be sometime in August, maybe September. I'm not sure yet, but it's an, it's an amazing conversation that awaits. Please help me welcome back to Straight Talk Wrestling. Two years since he's been on the show last. The one, the only, the current, reigning, defending, PCW, cruiserweight champion, Vaughn Vertigo. How are you, sir? Good, man. How are you? I can't great, believe dude. it's been two years. Crazy. I, I can't believe Crazy. it either. Like when it's, like, I, it's like I saw you last week, you know? <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> we did see each other last week at the uh, the amazing New Frontier event, and I'm so stoked yeah. that you guys are uh, you're booked there on a regular. So great to see your talents, both you and Fuerza, singles and as a tag team. Now I got to talk about tag team stuff for for right off the jump. Mm-hmm. You guys are so good as a tag team. I almost feel that it's something I want to keep secret, but of course I have to let the world know how amazing you two are as a tag team. Everybody knows your single statures and your forces like that, but how good is it to, you know, get fight or flight starting back up again at a new promotion when eventually down the line, we know somebody's going to turn on somebody, but how good is it? Still, <laughs> how good is it still to get the fight or flight vibe back into any promotion that you can? I, I don't know what you mean by back in any promotion I can. The fight or flight's always been there. It never went away. That's true. But you have yeah, turned your backs there. on each other, multiple promotions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, different promotions do different things. That's uh, that's besides <laughs> the fact, but if you look at like a C4 wrestling, like we've always been together and that's, that's just the way it is. But fighter fight's not going anywhere. Like no matter if you see us turn on each other or whatnot, fighter fight's still going to stay. That's true. Do you guys feel like you have like the, the best love hate relationship that there is? I mean, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liken it to like a, a Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Like there always be this bond with uh, with us together. You know, whether you like us as singles, rather than you like us as a tag, I really don't give a fuck to be honest. Because mm-hmm. um, the end of the day, we're good at whatever we do, right? That's true. That is very true. You guys are two of the top stars in uh, the world, not just Ontario in the world. And it's so I great to see you guys putting your stamps out there. Uh, you've been on one hell of a hot streak. I mean, you've been over to the you know abroad multiple times germany the uk you've done so many great matches over there and finally now you're rocking gold you're representing after yeah, you man. took the title from leighton buzzard i hope i'm saying leighton right no nope, you, you got that right thank you you took the title from leighton to become the new cruiserweight champion i mean when you watch that match you see the highlights from that match when the one two three happens and you have the belt in your hand mm. it's like a kid at christmas that just got the toy that he was hoping for uh, it, 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 I was so proud of you, man, as a, as a good friend of yours and somebody that's been on my show multiple times, it was a great success story to see your star and your stock rising. But talk to me about that moment when the one, two, three happened and you were announced as a new cruiserweight champion. Like a lot of times you don't have real, really a lot of t- a chance to sink it in right there. You just got to go up mm-hmm. there. You got to raise your hand. You got to do your congratulations. Then you got to get out. Yeah. But you must've taken, taken that in just a little bit. Yeah, man, it meant a lot. It meant a lot to hold gold in the UK, and especially the lineage that the championship has. Like it was held by Noam Dar. Uh, Adam Cole took it to the United States, and uh, now finally, I've had the opportunity to take it to Canada. Um, I-, I couldn't be more thankful than what PCW has offered me with this. Absolutely, and you've been able to defend it everywhere. You defended it at New Frontier. You defended it at, uh, I believe, Barry Wrestling as well. You've defended it so many places. You defended- I've, I've defended it literally all across the country. I, I went to Edmonton. I defended it in Vancouver. I defended it in Montreal. 
literally across the country. So I couldn't be more happy um, about the opportunity that's given me. And I've, I feel like I've been given them a lot by, you know, taking the, uh, the title national, you know? Absolutely. So what's it been like just going on this cross country road trip, if you will, to Canada, defending it in all these places? It's been awesome. My whole idea with this is that I wanted to showcase and wrestle Canada's best cruiserweight wrestlers. Now, maybe not, maybe not necessarily cruiserweights, but more of that cruiserweight style mm-hmm. of wrestling. Um, and these past, like, I guess, two, three months now has been, God, it's been incredible. Um, especially going out to like the West Coast to have that first experience. Like it was such a packed weekend of like Friday, I was in Edmonton. Uh, Saturday, I was in Port Coquitlam. And uh, Sunday, I was in Vancouver, like defending the title each time. Like it was such a good experience. And there's so many good talents out on the West Coast that I wish um, here in like the Toronto area that we kind of mingled a little more. But when you think about it, they're literally like five hour, like a five hour flight away. And that's just what it is. England is like six and a half hours. It's crazy that that's the distance. There's wrestlers in Vancouver, like Daniel Maccabe and El Fantasmo that I met in England, not in Canada, in England. (laughs) that's how big our country is right but no it's 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 been great yeah it's crazy the landscape here is is definitely uh crazy but with a packed weekend like that like there's not a lot of whole time for you to to soak in whatever experiences you can it's kind of like eat sleep wrestle repeat that whole weekend like you probably didn't have a chance to get any alone time with yourself no no alone time for myself Uh, i'll tell you what i definitely sacrificed sleep that weekend i had a friend in uh edmonton who met me at the show i got to hang out with him have lunch with him uh, and then when I was in Vancouver, I got to see a friend before the show there as well. So I didn't really get to do any, you know, sightseeing or traveling or, or whatnot. But that just means I'll have to come back. So <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You'll have to go back and, and keep defending this. Uh, but obviously, we want to go back to the UK and we want to defend it over there. Is there yes. anyone uh, UK wise that you have your eyes on in terms of uh, the best cruiserweight style of, of wrestler you'd like to face over there? Ooh, oh, man, there's quite a few options. I, I think Daz Black is a really good um example of what a cruiserweight wrestler is coming up he's out of uh insane championship wrestling in scotland um he's another i had i had a match with him actually when in in march in uh air scotland when i was there um but it was kind of in front of like a like smaller like that wasn't actually smaller it was actually a pretty good crowd but it was a family crowd i want to do it in front of like a hardcore like wrestling fan crowd and like really complicated like high flying type wrestling match i think it, we would kill it there's other guys like nico angelo um, I would love to do more with uh, Joe Lando, any from, anybody from the CPF group over there, which is Mayhew, Callum Newman, Joe Lando, and Danny Black. They all work in like the progress area kind of thing. There's yeah. a lot. Of, there's a lot of guys over there because they all grew up like idolizing Will Osprey, and now that Osprey's go on to do his things, like these these kids are all like you know they're like uh, like 19 to like 23, you know, and they're all like killing it. So I'm I'm curious to see like where they're going to be, you know, in a couple of years. Absolutely. What they're going to be is gunning for that title for sure. For you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, you, you mentioned Angelo, Angelo, put a big smile on my face because that's somebody I do know very well. I followed him very cool. early on in his career. And yeah. I think you two would have a dynamite match, but I don't think it could just be one match. I don't think, I don't think you two are, are, are due mm-hmm. for one match. I think we have to have a, a story arc here. We have to have the I beginning. Agree. We have to have a middle and we have to have that, that culmination. Like I look at pro wrestling these days, especially the great thing about being involved now in the Ontario scene as a commentator is the story arcs that I can actually see building. I could see right, these right. indie promotions putting a lot more investment and time into building these story arcs because now the shows are happening more frequently. Frequently, sorry, we can. We have that power 
to kind of build these story arcs from somebody like yourself who has that film background like me. Isn't it great to see that these indie promotions now are kind of almost writing for YouTube or for, you know, uh, independent wrestling TV, like a raw or like an AW, like building these story arcs as a performer, yes. that's gotta be exciting. It's really exciting. I mean, I'm sure we talked about this two years ago. I can't quite remember, but the state of what um, independent wrestling in Ontario was, I mean, going into pandemic is vastly different than what it is now. You can tell that uh, this is due to a lot of, or I mean, mainly due to Savage Media, but a lot of companies have stepped up their content game and that's just going to help Canadian wrestling. Uh, Pro Wrestling Ontario in particular um, and New Frontier have been like the forefront of putting content out like almost weekly. Um, and I think that's key to getting eyes on Canadian talent, right? Absolutely. We need to start getting eyes on talent. We need to start getting these, yes. these bigger companies waking up and coming over here and actually spending the time to scout, not just coming here for one-off shows and then mm -hmm. putting on uh, a clinic, if you will, or putting on a seminar or scouting talent for that one weekend that they're here. There needs to be a consecutive talent pool being able to be showcased because it's only going to heighten the amazing crop of wrestlers that we have here. I mean, yeah, yeah. don't you think it's about time that... I mean, the governments, we, we want promotions to work together. What about the governments? Like, let's just the prime minister get his head out of his ass for two minutes and the president, maybe, you know, in between when he's dozing off, maybe they could sit down and they could just, hey, why don't we, why don't we allow these people to have an opportunity instead of when, when you guys go over there, you get banned for going to do a $20 wrestling show because you're apparently stealing somebody else's job. Like, it blows my fucking mind. Does it not blow yours? I, it, it blows everybody's mind. Um, uh, it, it's it's so unfortunate. I, I don't know if it's as simple as, I mean, it sounds simple to just have the pre the president and the prime minister sit down, but I think it's a lot more complicated than that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what it's going to take to change that, unfortunately, but this is just what we deal with with being Canadian wrestlers. It's not impossible, you know? Look at Ethan Page. Look at Josh Alexander. Look at RJ City. Look at Mike Bailey. Um, even before that, look at Zayn and Generico. Like, it, they made it happen. Um, we just have a lot more work to do, unfortunately. And that's why I've been putting so many hours into um, an investment into Europe because there's such a good talent pool over there. But, you know, everybody knows that the United States is where the, all the talents come from, unfortunately. This is what it is. It's that's true. Where you have to, that's where you have to make it, right? Yeah, that is. It's, it's, it's the same thing with, like, the film industry. You can have a budding career as a CBC actor yeah. and still have to work a full-time job. Or you can go over to the States and you can, you know, strike it big. Like you look at uh, so many great Canadian actors and musicians, but they yeah, all have say, to I was going to say bands as well. Look at bands. Like they'll avoid do touring the U.S. They'll just go tour Europe instead, right? Because of all these legality issues. Yeah. And well, they can make a lot more, but plus also certain genres flourish more in the European side than yes. they would in the North American side. Yeah. Like especially metal bands. Metal bands, you know, they have that that core following here for sure. But when they go over there, they really explode. They explode mm -hmm. over there. And they can have a, a very flourishing career. I know of one band in particular. They're like a, a punk rock band, I guess you would say. But they go over to Europe all the time. And they flourish over there more than they will here. They can't even get radio play here. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's it, again, it, it's something that it blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. But let's talk, actually, you segued into ICW. And this is why you and I, we gel. You segue perfectly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to work so hard. Well, you sent uh, me the show notes and going down them here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, <laughs> hey, you can attest to this. I never ever take my eye off the phone, off of the person I'm talking to, and I never look at my phone. I always prep beforehand because it shows yeah. respect to you that I've taken the time because you are giving me the time. I have to take the time to show you. 
That's you're just the way it is. You're definitely one of the most well-prepared. That's for sure. <laughs> I thank you for that. I do. I appreciate that. Coming from you, coming from the Tarantino of the Ontario Indies, which we'll get into <laughs> a little bit later, uh, I, I have to say thank you. But ICW, uh, all over, all over WWE Network. Yep. Dude, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I could go right now up to my Apple TV. I could go to my WWE Network with my sweet little voice remote, and I could say Von Vertigo, and boom. There you go. Yeah. I'm happy it. your WWE network works in Canada. You must be using a VPN or something. <laughs> so yeah, it, um, it, it well, yeah, I, I might, or might not be, we'll strike that from the record. Memo to me, <laughs> edit that out. But what's it like to, you know, see yourself up there in archive form on this wrestling encyclopedia. Like this is the biggest archive of wrestling anywhere. Nobody else has the content that these guys, not even YouTube can hold a candle. To what the network has what's that like knowing that you could search yourself on the network and bing bing you know pu- matches pop up it's pretty crazy god it's it's wild like i i knew going into it i'd be wrestling for wxw and i knew they were on the network um i didn't realize that icw was putting out like weekly shows mm-hmm. um so they taped every episode like three episodes at a time and i was told at the time like you know, it would just be a match for WWE Network. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And I was talking to some of the guys and like, oh, but the best part is if they choose your photo for uh, like being the photo on the WWE Network. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, but your first time, so, you know, you probably don't expect anything. And then like, sure enough, like the WWE Instagram has a photo of me. Of course, I'm not tagged because I don't know who the hell I am. And it's a photo of me like standing there in the ring. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, why did they pick me? Uh, but I was the main event. So that's fair. <laughs> Man, yeah, event deserves those accolades, man. You deserve to have the thumbnail, bro. Soak it yeah. in, man. Yeah, I think I, I think I walked away with I think five or six matches on the network between WXW Progress and ICW, which I don't know if there's anybody in recent memory who has wrestled for WXW Progress and ICW in the same like tour. Um, so I'll, I'll toot my own heart on that one. <laughs> toot away, fuck! I'll toot it for you. Toot toot, man. We'll go tugboat on it. Toot toot, absolutely. Absolutely. So when I look at the Vaughn Vertigo style, and we always, you know, I always talk about this, I always talk about leveling up. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that uh, you've always had the consistent work in and you're always, the character development is flawless. The way you handle yourself, your promos, we've talked about that to no end. Your promos are top fucking notch. But you talked about content and really changing the landscape of Ontario. You say it's it's a credit to I guess the pandemic and, and, and companies or organizations here are having to reshape how they do business. But in terms of where the creative juices really started flowing to put out good content, I always give credit and pay homage to Backyard Pro. I think Backyard Pro changed the landscape on how we can look at independent wrestling television here in the North. And three seasons, I know a fourth is probably few and far between unless, unless monkeypox, well, it is a full-blown pandemic. <laughs> Well, unless that shuts the world down again, I don't think we're due for another backyard pro. But knowing the success that you guys had, all the, this whole creative community coming together to put forth this one hell of a product, which I, I do still watch on a regular. I got to say, like the Forgotten Property Brother, one of my favorite characters. Geoff <laughs> uh, Hardy is a classic. I had Stratus on the show, like literally dropped it a few weeks ago. And we talked about Jimmy Fortino to no avail. Like I always, anytime I could talk to somebody that was involved in the Backyard Pro product, I shout it out because I fucking love it. You know, I wear this shirt all the fucking time. How many times do you see the Backyard Pro shirt? I didn't have it today. It's in the wash, unfortunately. So I had to go Wolfpack. I had to go Wolfpack today. But 
what's it like? I mean, in my opinion, I think the landscape changed with Backyard Pro. I'm not asking you to, to gain credit. I know you're a very humble person, but you have to admit, I feel like that's when the corner turned and the way we could view wrestling here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not for me to say, but my intention was very much, I wanted to show everybody in Ontario and Canada to a degree that even if I put out on paper the shittiest wrestling product, but as long as the content was good, and there was storytelling behind it, people would care. And that that was all I wanted to do. Um, and God, it worked. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nothing compared to the first season because of, you know, timing and whatnot. Like everybody was home. They had time to watch it. Um, I think it kind of diminished by the time the third season went around because people knew what to expect. But that's that's with anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was my goal. And I think we achieved it. But I, I don't think it's all my doing, you know. Um, because at the end of the day, we weren't really, it's a very different, it's a very like niche product. It's not, you know, a ring in wrestling. It's, it's way more story based, like very little wrestling, there's pretty much no wrestling in it. <laughs> when you really think about it, like when I ask these guys, when I ask like Stratos to, you know, and Stratos and Mark Wheeler to wrestle somebody, I'm not saying go out there and for 10 minutes and have you know, and go out there and kill yourself. Basically. I'm saying, I don't care. Just do whatever is safe and just have fun with it. Basically. <laughs> That's great. Direction. Everybody, everybody killed it. I mean, I had direction in terms of like, um, in terms of like characters and stories and whatnot, but I let everybody, at least in the match, do what they needed to do. There were maybe little built points they needed to hit, but yeah, I don't know. I'm very, very, very proud of that product. You know that, but I try to be humble and just let it be what it is. Cause I've talked about it to death at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll move on from that, but I just, I had to yeah, tell yeah. you that I promised myself in this interview, in this conversation, sorry, that I would, I would say that, that I think that the credit of content and the way companies here now are, like I said, building those story arcs, I think that goes a credit towards you. Now let's talk about another story arc that I'm kind of, I knew was coming, but I'm still kind of pissed off about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Destiny wrestling. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like what you and Prince Where's it did? I don't like it at all. Get very upset about that. Why are you upset? Well, because you guys lost a couple of matches, so you had to go destroy a fucking ring. I I lost every single match I've ever had there. I definitely did to go destroy a ring. What are you talking about? Well, That's the whole point. We're called destroy. Maybe yeah, but maybe maybe you know what? Maybe destroy was having off days on a repeated time. Did you not think about that? Uh, I don't think I was having off days. Unfortunately, I was getting beat. You were getting beat. I was getting beat cleanly. Prince maybe was having off days. Four years ago. wasn't having off days. No, I, I I think I was just getting beat. Unfortunately, there were one or two matches there that were off days. Nope. I, I thought I had it. Thought you had it. For the most part, unfortunately, I was getting beat mostly by Alexia Nicole. Yeah, yeah. Or Zach Quite Patterson actually. or Aiden Prince or Lionel Knight or. Yeah, I think that thing that's most of them. Yeah, that's that's pretty much everybody. <laughs> that's pretty much everybody. There's more. There might be more than that. I don't know. So destroy, it, uh, it is now uh, the, I guess you'd say, the anarchists of Destiny Wrestling. And yeah. we, from the last show, we clearly know battle lines. Do you want me to destroy this podcast? I can destroy this podcast too. Don't, don't destroy it. I'm destroying don't, my microphone. Don't destroy your microphone. I'll get, I'll get I'll get an exacto knife and start. That's uh, my computer. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, that's, I, would, I mean, that's your own shit. You no. can do what you want at the end of hey, the day. Hey, what's your address? I'm not going to tell you where I live. <laughs> I'm just curious. I got some spray paint in my car. Oh, okay. We're going to NWO it up, destroy. You got, you got a garage door? 
Yeah, I do have a garage door, actually. Perfect. I'll uh, write destroy on it. Fuerza will give you a new one. Don't worry. You, oh, you okay. <laughs> will give you a new one. So it's covered, it's covered by Fuerza insurance. El Diablo insurance. Perfect. That's right. That's right. So destroy. Lucha, luchadoras, actually. Luchador. <laughs> That's the company. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I, I love have it. the business card. Hold on. <laughs> uh, look at that. Luchadoras. Luchadoras. That's I, backwards, but you know. I love it. That's sick. That's that's a genius name for a company right there. Of course it is. But destroy. What can we expect from this faction of you know the future of pro wrestling? These three aggressive young upstarts going up against the destiny OGs, if you will, because like I said, the last show battle lines were clearly drawn. Mm-hmm. So what what is the next step? For, I'm not asking for spoilers, but I'm asking no. for hints into the mindset of destroy right now. What what is what is the mindset of you three gentlemen? The the mindset is the changing of the guard. It's to destroy. Um, what is old and bring in the new, essentially. You know, these Josh Alexanders, they've been holding it down for too long. It's time for change. Josh isn't here much anymore, is he? It's true. No, you're 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 fair with that. Well, he honors his death. He's going to make every single show? You think he's there August 6th? He's not. That's what but, it is. But Destroy is. Destroy is. Actually, I'm not there. But Destroy is. <laughs> destroy, destroy will be represented. But yes, mm-hmm. he will not be there. But destroy right. will be represented. Well, I'm interested in that August 6th is uh this will air after that, but that was the Vaughn Comic. August 21st, though. Destroy's gonna be there. Promise that. Destroy is gonna well, I'm gonna be there as well. I will be attending and I will be keeping my eye squarely on the three of you and what Perfect. it's Perfect. Bring a me. bring a second shirt because I might destroy the first one. Fucking asshole, son of a bitch. She's so, threatening to I'm gonna bring my backyard pro shirt and wear it so you can't destroy it. Ha ha! I'll destroy it just to buy a new one. Damn it. I know you will. I, I do have a problem with you. Know I have a problem with you, bastard. <laughs> All right. So listen, let, uh, we're gonna break. We're gonna break it right now. Here, we're gonna break this the, this uh, kayfabe thing we had going here for a second. I have a huge problem when it comes to Von Vertigo shirts and Gabriel Flair's shirts. Every time these fucking guys drop a shirt, uh-huh. I have to get my hands on it. Uh huh. Because it's the designs are clever as fuck. Yeah. Well, you gotta support us. That's how it works. That is. And I, ha- I have, hey, listen, you can tell everybody I have supported and supported and supported. I have, I have an autograph of you right up there. Look, you're on my way. Right. That's right. But why not another? Why not a new one? Oh, I got some, some sick new photos with the PCW title. Okay. Then, the that next, one. then August 21st. I got some sick new shirt. I got some sick new shirts as well. I don't know if you have that one. No, I don't have that one. All I, right, don't think, I don't think I've, I actually haven't released a shirt in like three years. So I don't think you do. No. So then you, I've last shirt you did release though was the Backyard Pro shirt and I bought it. It would have been that one. Yeah. But that wasn't yeah. me. That was Backyard Pro. God damn it. Your name's still on it. Not my name. GF Hardy's on there. GF Hardy. Okay, sorry. Your alter ego's name is. <laughs> it's like, it's so, it's like pulling teeth right now. It's insane. I'm sorry. It's okay, so the next and, and August 21st, bring me whatever shirt you have, Triple X, please. Sure, sure. I think I have Triple X. We'll, we'll see. Well, I'm sure you can make one for me. I can figure it out, yeah. Yeah, you can see, you can figure, see, you, you're, you're a smart, witty. Do you want me to spray paint it before I give it to you? No, don't do that. Don't. Well, okay, you can spray paint destroy on the back of it. But there's a design on the back of it. Okay, then don't touch it at it's all. It's literally my name on the back. That, that wouldn't be a good idea. That's no, not good don't, branding. Then, okay, then don't <laughs> touch this shirt at all. Just give me the shirt. Jeez. All right, fine. God. <laughs> all right, fine. I sold the t-shirt. Jesus. My <laughs> God. All right. So what do you think about the new Frontier product as a whole right now? Like you said, you're talking about consistent content and making a place like the Rock Pile look fucking good. And that's, these guys, yeah. that's hard to do. If anybody's wrestled yeah. in the rock pile, they know the rock pile is a great venue. It's got a lot of history, but fuck man. Cause it could it use a facelift, but nonetheless, Savage media 
kudos to those guys. They know how to make it look good. But when you look at the new Frontier product, I mean, I have no idea who the matchmaker is. I have none. I, got, I get emails. I get told to show up. Do you have any idea or do you have a guess as to who might be the matchmaker? I'm not sure. Just when the matchmaker reached out to me, I was skeptical of this whole thing, mainly because they said it's going to be at the rock pile. And I said, there's no fucking way I'm wrestling in the rock pile ever again. And I was away when the first show happened and then it popped up on Twitch and I looked at it and I was like, oh shit, Savage Media made it look, ah, it looked great. It looked so good. Didn't look like the rock pile at all. Um, so then the matchmaker convinced me to come in after that. <laughs> no, once you I, don't know, I don't know who it is though. You don't know who it is? Do you have a guess? No. Do you have an idea? I, well, they follow my work, so it's got to be somebody I know. It's got okay, so it's someone. They knew who, I'm the PCW UK Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, that's true. They did, and they uh, they capitalized on that for sure. They absolutely they did. did. Well, they've got some big names coming to next show. I mean, Stevie Ray. Is yeah, I heard about that. Next show. That's wild. Absolutely. Why John Wayne Murdoch? I think it's the other one, right? Yeah, John Wayne Murdoch is the other one, man. GC Dub original. Like that's Crazy. it's insane. It's insane. Like we're gonna see death. Well, I mean, we've already seen a lot of death matches. Now, here's an interesting fact. You've wrestled in ladder matches. You've done fatal four ways. Uh, I'm not sure if you've done like the full out hardcore stuff. I know you've done a last mm-hmm. man standing or two. Uh, if given the opportunity, not so much a death match, would you go hardcore if you had to? Oh yeah, I would go hardcore if I had to for sure. There need to be a reason and like a story behind it. Um, I'm I'm not. I like watching deathmatch wrestling, but I wouldn't necessarily do a deathmatch. Like mm-hmm. tables, doors, anything that doesn't cut me, I'm cool with. Like that's cool with me. Um, I just really haven't. Nobody really books me in those matches. They don't look at me and say he should do a hardcore match, which is unfortunate because I really kind of do want to do that. I'm I was get put in ladder matches and you know stuff like that. But you know, I, sometimes I just want to swing a chair at somebody. You know, yeah. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes you just want to you just want to swing a chair and hurt people. Yeah, so I, I think I, I would like to do like an actual legit hardcore match. Um, you know, I've had a few over the years in front of, you know, smaller crowds that maybe didn't respect it or deserve it as much. Um, but I think now would be a better time. Absolutely. Now, your stock, obviously, we talked about it rising and the bookings that you're getting. But how good is it to be back on a full-time basis, dude? Like, we talked about where we were unsure two years ago what was happening. But now... We've learned how to, it's not, I'm not going to say the pandemic's over because it's not, but we've learned how to mm-hmm. deal with it safely, securely, and continue on and flourish in the, in the business that we love. But what, what's it like for you being booked internationally and locally here? It's been crazy. Like you said, you defended it all over Canada. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like you remember last year when it was what, July, when things started to slightly open up and then it, I think I had like a booking every weekend. And then there was kind of like maybe a few weeks off in between. And then December rolled around and we went into lockdown again. We all sang in the middle of the Destiny Ring. I yeah. what, was it Sweet Caroline? I don't Sweet remember. Caroline. Channing Decker <laughs> led the course. He loved I, that I think song. that's what it was. And then it felt like everything was over. And then um, two months off, I went right to the UK and was very scared about that because I had two months off and went into like such a heavy schedule. I think I wrestled like 12 matches in March. Um, and like from there, I was just like... It took like maybe two matches, three matches, and I was just back into being Von Vertigo from like three years ago. <laughs> and now I'm at a point where I feel like I'm way better than I was in 2019. <laughs> no, absolutely, dude. Like you're in 2019, you were great, but yeah, your stock has definitely risen. And we've talked about leveling up. So did you did you change anything in your workout regimen or in how you were preparing for matches? Or did it just kind of flow in and come naturally? Did you just hit that mm-hmm. level up moment naturally? I mean, I bulked up during the pandemic. Um, I, I gained like, 
I think it was God, 20 pounds at one point. And then I looked at myself and it didn't look right. Cause I didn't, I, I bulked really, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I, I find it's hard for me to gain weight to begin with. Um, so I kind of just ate like shit, just ate what I wanted. <laughs> and that didn't look good on me. Day. Yeah. If you look at me in like in 2021, I think I, when matches started coming back around, I'd maybe dropped a few pounds, but, uh, I was not clearly in the shape I should have been. Um, but now this year, I feel like I'm in way better shape, especially in the ring as well. Like when we had the barn last year, I'm sure you're familiar with the barn. I'm sure people have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, God, like my cardio getting back in the ring was terrible. Just awful. Um, but thankfully to, you know, all those guys, like we all helped each other and we got back to a point, but it was really Europe that really got me back into the flow of everything. Also in Europe is when I kind of to more developed my style to be a little less high flying and a little more aggressive kind of thing. If you notice, I don't really, I don't fly as much. I don't fly as much. That's because I don't need to. I found a, I found a different way of wrestling, which I really enjoy. Just, you know, shining wizards to the face. You know, yeah, all the time and very painful too. Like they always look yeah. painful. They're supposed yeah, to. Be. I have I have a good shining wizard, don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know where I discovered that backyard pro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff Hardy did. Jeff Hardy did. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, get it right, okay? Jeff Hardy did. I just I, I stole the move from him. So, <laughs> well, if he's listening, he may want to get it back. I don't know what he's up to right now. He's probably hunting in like North Dakota. I was going to say he's probably in the backwoods or maybe he's getting yeah. ready for the, uh, the, the next season of Yellowstone. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Hard to say. He seems like a Yellowstone type of guy. He probably does. Yeah. I'm sure or if he, you asked him. I, I, I should get him on the show one day. We should talk about it. You should, because I have no idea anything about Yellowstone. <laughs> well, let's talk about another great moment that happened from the last time you and I spoke. Lionel Knight. We actually called oh, God. Lionel. We called up Lionel, and we we left him that voicemail. No, Lionel's on my shit list. He pinned me at Destiny. I don't want to talk to that man anymore. <laughs> but we actually talked about. We actually called him on camera, and we left him that voicemail. Uh, what was it, Lanel? 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 Yes, back from uh, UPW Rochester. UPW Lanel. So we uh, we talked, and then I had him on the show, and then uh, the one thing he said to me, I go, "Did you get our voicemail? Yeah, I got your stupid voicemail." You guys are assholes. <laughs> Damn. That was just so cold. It was like he deserved ooh. it. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> well, Listen, I was I was on good terms with him until he pinned me at Destiny. And now I'm just, you know, he embarrassed me after I did a spin of Rooney that wasn't as good as his, apparently. So whatever. It's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's okay. You'll 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 work on your spin of Rooney. I think you can do it. I, I hope so. It'd be pretty, it'd honestly be a shame if, if how athletic I am, but I can't do a spinning rooney. So really, I should work on it. You should probably, yeah, you should probably just put in like, put in like 30 minutes. I think 30 minutes is all you need to really. Oh, that's a really long investment though. You know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Well, what would you do? What would you do with that 30 minutes? I guess I'd lay on the floor and roll around and try to, oh, you're saying either if I didn't. Yeah. If you didn't prepare for the spinning rooney with that 30 minutes, what would you be doing instead? Would you just be watching TV? Yeah, I'd probably be like clout chasing or something. On Twitter, you know. Oh, oh, nice. Twitter. Trying to get over. Twitter is a cesspool. I love Twitter. (laughs) It is a cesspool. (laughs) I feel like everyone on Twitter, when they go on Twitter, they just beef. Like it's just a way to start keyboard warriors beefing. And sometimes, sometimes I'll I'll drop the popcorn meme, like Michael Jackson eating the popcorn. Mm. I'm like, this is interesting. This is good. But a lot of times too, it's just like, 
it becomes to a point where, like I said, Twitter's great for when you want to promote and when it's used correctly. Like me, I get on, I promote my episodes and I get off. I share, I share a couple of my other podcast friends that I'm good with and I get off. I do what I have to, or if I see a cool tweet from you or if I yeah. see a cool tweet from somebody else, you know, I'll retweet that, but then I get off. I use Twitter for what it's for. I retweet the shit I like and the shit I don't, I just keep scrolling by. That's the great thing about the scroll feature. You can just scroll on by. You don't have to worry about it. But sometimes there's stuff that catches my eyes and I'm like, fuck, this is a train wreck. This is a yeah, tw- Twitter beef is a, uh, that's, that's a weird one. I try to stay away from that. You know, what's worse than Twitter beef, Facebook beef. If you're arguing in a comment thread on Facebook, oh, man, why? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Like I, I, I got this guy who includes me in all these posts all the time. He tags me because I'm part of his podcast group. And I, right. I just, I just, you know, I share it on my wall, whatever. But sometimes I'll, I'll go to work, I'll go out for a smoke break or something. I got like 50 notifications. Like what the fuck is happening? And then I go to it and then I see the just incestual, like just childlike behavior. And I'm like, yeah. these are growing. And the worst thing about it is you can't play in the new generation. You can't say that the new generation, no, no. their Instagram, their Instagram through and through and TikTok, they yeah. ain't do it. So Facebook is all, this generation and i'm like fuck guys let's be better let's be better as people like why are we doing this i i was chalking up to you know like the people who have the least to say always talk the most you know it sounds cliche but it really it really rings true and stuff like that it does it, it puts a lot of things into perspective because yeah. like you're, you're looking at this generation of people and you're like how can you how can you sit there and just keyboard warrior the shit out of someone else someone that you basically don't even know yeah it makes no sense yeah let's let's get off let's get off internet beefing it's horrible let's move on the subject let's get back to destroying your shirt (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) this is going off the rails well it was this this, half an hour in this conversation has just flown right off the right it's gone off the deep end it's gone (laughs) off the deep end no but let's talk about um let's flip the script we've never actually talked about this I got a couple more questions for you that we're going to play a game, uh, which I know you'll love. It's called Force Mouth Rushmore. It's where I give you five wrestlers, and you have to put them in order of what you think they would oh, be God. Mouth. Oh, it's going to be oh, good. God. I love okay. it. I love it. It's a great game. <laughs> I always stump people, and they always get pissed off at me because I give them two of their favorites, and they're like, well, that's not fucking fair. That's the whole point, yeah. Force Mouth Rushmore. I like that. I like that. But let's talk, let's talk movies. We've never really talked movies, you and I. I feel like we could have a great conversation about movies. When you look at directing, and you look at storytellers, like obviously, I mean, I, we know I'm a big Tarantino fan and I've coined you the Tarantino of the Ontario Indies. But when you look at other movies that you enjoy, even Guilty Pleasure, what is Vaughn, like, I mean, I know you don't get enough time to really watch movies or soak this stuff in, mm-hmm. but what is one movie that is a guilty pleasure for you? Like a movie that nobody else would be like, oh, that's, that's not a movie that I would see him watching. Oh God, I don't know if it'd be something I, ah, oh, geez, I don't know. Anybody who actually truly, truly, truly knows me um, knows I don't really watch as many movies as I should. And I don't really know enough. I always confuse actors all the time. Like, um, for instance, I was talking with my girlfriend about Greece, and I thought Danny DeVito was in Greece. Because I, I meant John Travolta. I just confused them. Um, gotcha. But a guilty pleasure. God, uh or even a movie that your girlfriend has forced you to watch and you're like, you know what? That's not as horrible as I thought it might be. The thing is, I just forget names as well. Um, oh, a guilty pleasure. Like, people, like as I think, well, I guess, what would the question be? Like, what would you expect me to watch is the big I, question. I, I would expect, I, I think you would be a very uh, a very dramatic guy, a guy who would like his, his dramatic movies or a good thriller. Right. But I okay. also could see you watching something like Hot Tub Time Machine and laughing your ass off hysterically. <laughs> 
that's that's more me. <laughs> okay. Um, guilty pleasure. I mean, I, I'd say it's more of like a comfort movie I can watch anytime. Is Hot Rod? Okay. I'm like, oh, solid on Andy Samberg, man. I love it. Oh Sandberg. yeah, yeah. That ma- that match, that movie is goddamn incredible. The fact that it like bombed in the box office is such a shame. It's a goddamn masterpiece. Uh, like same with like Napoleon Dynamite and movies like that. Um, in terms of, like dramas and like thrillers and stuff like that, I'm trying to think of like what good movies I've seen recently. Like I like. Um, why am I forgetting Jordan Peele? What's his like first movie? Oh, Get Out. Get Out's incredible. Um, Midsummer, uh, Hereditary, like movies like that. Are oh yeah. Really okay, good. so you're you're like me you're on the same wavelength of a good mind fuck. You like a good mind. I like. I don't really like horror. I like a mind fuck, <laughs> like thriller, more like yeah, more like psychological movies. I guess. So have you ever you seen know? Vanilla Sky? I haven't seen Vanilla Sky. Is that that not the movie that people said is terrible? They say it's terrible because of the ending. But here's the thing. Here's the thing okay. about Vanilla Sky. I used to think the same way. And then yeah, I really yeah. watched, I watched it again when I was in film school. And mm-hmm. the second time around watching, I was a little older. So I understood yeah. a lot more of the dialogue of where the story was going. And then by the third time I watched, it actually took three times to watch it with me actually sink it in. And I sat back in my chair and I, I just kind of sat there staring at the wall for like a good two minutes. And I was like, you know what? That movie's ahead of its time in a lot of fucking ways. Really? Okay. Huh. It's, it's one of those movies that you really, I, I would recommend watching it taking a break for a day or two and then going back and watching it again. And the second time around, you're going to catch things that you didn't catch the first time and be like, hold on now. Now I get it. You're going to be like sitting there with, with string on a whiteboard being like, okay, I get it now. This, this connects to this and it goes back here to this. It's a really twisted movie. And the great thing about it is, is that uh, for Tom Cruise movie, he's got range. Like he actually shows range in that movie. It's not just typical Tom Cruise. This one was a movie where he tried to step out of his comfort zone, which is why I think people hated it because they were thinking it's going to be shit blowing up or him flying a fighter jet or him fucking being Ethan Hunt Mission Impossible. And it's nothing like that at all. Yeah, I I feel like that's one of those movies that you just you hear about it's bad and you're like, okay, well, I guess I won't watch it. Mind you, there's other movies that you hear are bad and you're like, I really do want to watch it. Um, I feel like people thought that way about like the butterfly effect as well. Like people didn't like that movie. I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, the butterfly effect. <laughs> the butterfly effect was decent, but at the same time, for me, the butterfly effect uh, it underdelivered on the ending. I was just like, oh, uh, okay, this, this that's is, fair. That's fair. This, this is a subpar from the build of the story that I love so much about it, mm-hmm. and then you get that ending. It's like they either ran out of money or they ran out of time. It's like, guys, uh, we're supposed to fair. be. That's fair. We're supposed yeah. to be two weeks away from closing this fucking thing. Okay, <laughs> here, end it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's not something that I could see, but for me, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. One of my guilt, one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies that I could, if, if you said to me, George, let's watch a movie right now. Holes, Disney's Holes. Ooh. Holes is good. Holes, Holes, is Holes reminds me of like grade six though. Cause I yeah. think we watched it in grade six and then. Yeah, man. It was one of my oh, favorite books as a kid. It that, good though. that and The Giver. Well, the book's way better, but The Giver is also another, like one of my favorite childhood, like school books. I was forced to read it and I mm. fell in love with it. And then the movie came out and I was like, the movie's not so bad. It's not as great as I thought. <laughs> you but had, you already knew the story. That's fair. Yeah, you already knew the story, but they because mm-hmm. that book is so long, you had to crunk down like this six hundred page epic into like yeah. a two hour movie. It's hard to fucking do that. Yeah, no kidding. People no don't kidding. appreciate that. They don't appreciate how much time you have to like when you look at the Harry Potter movies. They're like, oh, they they cut a lot of shit out. Well, yeah, they had to guys. They don't yeah. think about that. <laughs> they, had to, they had to take this and crunk it into this. Like, what do you fucking yeah. expect? Here, here's a here's a bomb. Never seen Harry Potter. 
I there's a lot of like these like series I haven't seen. Lord of the Rings, also never seen. But you've read the books at least. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I know. We're we're revealing some real deep deep. We're getting we're getting like a deep dive into well, you know what? <laughs> but that's okay. You know what? I mean, who's got time for that, right? I mean, you're talking about 16 hours worth of movies with just Harry Potter alone. Yeah. It's true. Like when when these things came out, maybe not Harry Potter, but some of these other movies. Um when these things came out, I was too busy wrestling in my backyard to care. <laughs> to, to be fair. Yeah, no. I fair. was too busy literally like filming and producing a wrestling show in my backyard when I was like 10 years old. So you've been literally behind the camera and in front of the camera your whole career. Yeah. Yeah. I always joke with like people I grew up with. Like I'm literally doing the exact same thing I did when I was a kid. Like I'm sure it's just has money involved. That's the only difference. <laughs> But you're still having fun, right? That's the most important thing. You don't ever want to lose that. Oh, money. God, yeah. I don't want a nine-to-five job. This is why I do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the nine-to-five. I, I was actually, I was on the, the set of the, like, new Dark Side of the Ring they were doing recently, and they had some, you know, some actors there. And I was talking to them, and they were just like, oh, so you, uh, you're the wrestler, right? I'm like, yeah. They're like, uh, so what do you do for, like, your work? I'm like, oh, you know, this is it. Like, I, I do, like, film stuff. And they're like, so wait, you don't have, like, a nine-to-five? I'm like, no, I haven't had nine-to-five since I was, like, 19. Yeah, that's just how I built my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, what the hell's a nine to five? I don't need that. If I can survive making this, you know, yeah. people, I think people have that misconception because they think that an indie wrestler, an independent wrestler can't survive off an independent wrestler's salary. But if you, mm-hmm. if you believe in yourself, if you promote yourself, you can make a sustainable living out of this. As long as there are bookings, would you not agree? You, you can to a degree. Um, I wouldn't say it's all my income. I'd say it's maybe mm, half my income. The other half comes from various video products and in film projects and whatnot. I would like to make it, you know, full time. That's the goal. Um, but unfortunately in Canada, I don't know if it's maybe the, the money's pretty good, but it's not quite there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, actually some exciting news, I guess, in the world of wrestling, uh, AEW is coming to Toronto. What's that? AEW is coming to Toronto in October. Oh you know, yeah. De- definitely didn't hear about that. Yeah. They announced yeah, it a yeah. couple days ago. Uh, and um, that could mean doors opening possibly for some of you guys to get on an AEW because they're going to be here for the whole week. Right. So it could be some dark appearances and stuff like that. Uh, do you think that's a possibility that could open up some stock and raise some stock for some talent over here? I would hope so. I, I don't know the, to the extent of what um, they're going to be doing and if they're able to use Canadian talent, I don't know any of the details, but I'm sure every single goddamn Canadian wrestler that's within driving distance is going to want to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be uh it's going to be a week of, uh, a fun yeah. pleasures for fans like myself and for performers like you. Is yeah. there, um, is there, a, this is an interesting question. Is there a place in Europe that you haven't tapped into yet that you would love to visit or a place in the world that you would love to perform at that you haven't had, you know, able to scratch off your bucket list yet? Uh, two parts there. Um, place in Europe, probably Ireland. OTT okay. wrestling is uh, phenomenal out there. I would love to wrestle for them. Uh, place in the world, I just want to scratch off my bucket list. Either, I mean, this goes to wrestling as well. Either, because I, I mean, I want to go to every country to wrestle, but I also just want to visit, you know. Um, either New Zealand or Japan, for sure. I mean, Japan is on everybody's wrestling goal list. That's nothing nothing crazy. But New Zealand actually has a good wrestling scene as well, and people don't really know about it. I don't know about it. That's interesting. Who who's uh, who we got representing? Like, who's who are the promotions to keep an eye on there out in New Zealand? I think New Zealand pro wrestling is the main one. Um, I'm trying to remember the other ones. There's a guy wrestled in at uh, in Southside Wrestling in Niwa and IWA who was from New Zealand. Um, and I kept up with him a little bit. He he posted about like 
all their shows and I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of people with these. And they're like, the good production too. I just, you wouldn't know about it because it's in goddamn New Zealand. <laughs> this is true. This is like true. people don't know, people don't really know about Australian wrestling. New Zealand is even farther. Well, I know a little bit about, about Australian wrestling. The only reason I do is because uh, I actually interviewed a couple of wrestlers coming up from Australia. Yeah. So I do know about the scene over there, but not enough to say I'm an expert. I'm far from it, if anything. Uh, yeah. But it's it's amazing that all these little you know cities have their their niches. All these little yeah. countries, sorry, have their niches and their guys. When you look at focusing back on Ontario for a second, when you look at the crop of talent that's over here, and it's fucking impressive. If you could pick like the next man up, I mean, we talked about Josh Alexander, we talked about Speedball Mike Bailey. Looking at the crop as a whole, if you could pick like the next person who you could see maybe really stepping forward and being that you know top tier guy in Ontario or girl. Who would you uh who would you throw out a name or two you would throw out? No pressure, of course. And if Ooh. you throw it yourself, that's okay too, because you wouldn't be wrong. God, it's a really big question because it depends if you're looking at like the the newer wrestlers coming in, or you're looking at the wrestlers who are more established and more veteran wrestlers who are looking to take over the Josh Ethan Page spot. Where because if you're looking at that, like the kind of mid to high level, which is like myself, whereas a Mark Wheeler, Alexia Nicole, Jody Threat, people that are mainly basically backyard pro. Um, any of them, <laughs> really? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like newer talents. Like Johnny DeLuca, I think, is a really, really good one. Um, Evan Greenaway is another guy who's absolutely killing it. And then, you, you know, there's guys in Ottawa like Junior Benito, uh, McCray, Hot Stepper, um, even Johnny Taco, a guy I wrestled in Montreal, I had his 11th match. Like, he's doing great. He's going to be something one day. Robbie Cosmos. I wrestled him a few weeks ago. God, he's incredible. He feels like a, like the next Mike Bailey. There's a lot of really, really good, good wrestlers coming up, you know? So it's an exciting time as a performer yeah. and as a fan. Definitely. That's good. That's great. That's great to hear. It's great. That's exciting news because I'm always looking for the next crop of talent. Not like I'm going to forget about the crop that's here now. But it's always good to see who's coming up because you're always wondering, you know, yeah. when these guys or girls go on to their successes or go on to wherever they choose to go, who's who's the ne- who's going to carry the weight? Who's the next man, next couple men up? But I mean, like that, that's just Ontario, right? Like you can think of you can look at Vancouver and you can look at Travis Williams and Judas Icarus and uh, Elliot Tyler and Eli Surgic. There's oh, so many talent across the board in this country that are so, so damn good, you know? We just got to figure out a way. We got to figure out a way to get uh, to get more eyes on the on the stuff over here because it's too damn good. Yeah, that's the truth. Money, 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 money talks. Ideally, we, we have a promotion that uh, either is central in one spot and flies everybody, all the best talent to one spot, or they travel the country, and that's a far travel. <laughs> have you uh, like when you went to Edmonton? Did you you obviously flew? I'm assuming, right? Yeah. But have you ever done that drive? No. From here to there? No, no. Longest drive I've done is like 18 hours, and I think that was to North Carolina. And how that was that drive? For, that, was, that wasn't for wrestling. That was for like a leisure. It, yeah, it was, was fine. It was fine. Too bad. Was it nonstop, or did you have a stopover? No, I had a stop. So I broke it in nine hours each, basically. Oh, that's all right. You had a good yeah, sleep? Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. stay at the Bates Motel? Of course. Absolutely. Of course. You have to. I'm cheap. Of course I stayed there. Of course. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're the guy that walked in and was like, "Hello, I'm, sorry, my- I, I'm I'm cheap." Von Vertigo's not cheap. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, hello, my cockroach friends. You see this sweater? <laughs> Free. That's why I'm wearing it. <laughs> and and because I represent Let's Wrestle. Wow. And because they make my T-shirts. That's true. <laughs> Look at it. He's got it all. Like guys, 
Let's wrestle. Von Vertigo. Support, support, support. He needs to get the, instead of going to those one star hotels, we gotta get him to a two at least. We gotta get him up to the two. Yeah, one and a half's fine too. I can deal oh, with that. One and a half. So as long as it's got hot water, you're all right. Uh, uh medium, medium to hot. Medium to hot. Okay. Catch to sleep on. That's fine too. Yeah, <laughs> I catch. All right. Vaughn, my final question if we're gonna play this game. Uh oh, yes, right. When it looks, when you look at your career thus far, especially the last, you know, eight months going into nine months of 2022, which uh, again, stock has raised abundantly. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the goals for the rest of this year going into 2023? It's more expansion, really. I mean, if you, if you break in my, my year, the first two months were all about Europe and just kind of the, trying to reintroduce my name over there. These past three months have been about Canada. It's been about traveling the country and trying to showcase the PCW Cruiserweight Championship and Cruiserweight Style Wrestling. Uh, now I'm going to go back to Europe and I, I'm i hoping to God it's going to be bigger, bigger and better than it was before. I'm still trying to figure everything out on that front, but I, I promise it'll be good. Um, and then, you know, like look at what's coming to town. Like we have WWE coming up. We have AEW coming up. Like these next few months are exciting. Very, very exciting. I would love to get down to the States and do more stuff down there as well. I'm trying to work that out too. Absolutely. Well, that's more expansion. That's pretty much it. Just wrestling in more new places. So going, growing the Vaughn vertical brand. I love it. Yes. That's yeah. Short, sweet, simple. And it's to the point. All right. Now it's time to play forced Mount Rushmore. I explained the rules of the game to you earlier, but I'll explain them again. I give you five wrestlers of mm-hmm. my choice and you right. have to rank them from five to one, five being the worst one being the best. Usually people would say go one to five. No, no, it's five to one. One being the top of Mount Rushmore. Are you okay. ready? Uh, but five is five really the worst because they're still on. They're just the, the, the runner. Well, up the top, the, the worst out of the five that I. Okay, can. that's that's fair. That's, fair. that's All right, fair. fine. I'm gonna. Oh god, this gonna be hard. <laughs> Come on, right. have faith, dude. Have faith. I, I have. I have faith. I just feel I'm gonna offend somebody. No, no, don't <laughs> offend anybody. Trust me, don't worry about it. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of my personal all-time favorites because okay. I always put them on my Mount Rushmore's. I have quite a few favorites. But as okay. you can clearly see behind me, I have a lot of one favorite. That would be Sting. So Sting, that's one of the wrestlers I'm giving you. Another okay. one of my all-time favorites, Triple H. Those are okay. my two guys, one and two right there for me. Yep. Uh, number three, he's an underrated guy, but I think he's somebody who is spectacular, was just in the wrong time period in wrestling. And that's Billy Kidman. Okay. Okay. So there's three, four would be arguably one of the greatest cruiserweights of all time, which would be Rey Mysterio. Okay. Okay. And rounding out five, because I know, I know that you're a fan of this man in some form or capacity. I would have to say Eddie Guerrero. So there's your five sting. So sting triple H Billy Kidman. Eddie Guerrero and Ray Mysterio. And Ray Mysterio. I'm gonna break. I put a lot of cruiserweight guys in there, didn't I? I'm gonna break your heart, though. I know you are, and I'm okay with that. Go ahead, give it to me. Who's number five? So the worst. The worst out of those five. I'm gonna say Billy Kidman. Okay. I mean, he's good. I, I just never like really was attached to his work, and most of my Billy Kidman work. I saw from him was his WWE work. I didn't see too much of his WCW work. It's too bad. Um, so that's that's Sting. What do we got left? We got Triple H, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and, and Sting, Sting. Right? Yeah. Number four is gonna be Sting. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. He's not so high. Mm-hmm. Sting's fine. I don't know. 
uh, I'm sure if I grew up in your era of wrestling, I'm sure I'd have this a much bigger view of Sting. Absolutely. I just don't. Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, oh God, these last these little these last three are the hard ones. That's that's more the issue. <laughs> Welcome to Force Mount Rushmore. We got Triple H, Rey Mysterio, and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we'll do we'll do we'll do Triple H as three. Mm-hmm. Because you can't deny that he's an incredible wrestler, but I don't, I don't think he had the work ethic of a Rey Mysterio or an Eddie Guerrero. I will concur. Now you got to go, you got to go with Rey number two. He revolutionized, um, the cruiserweight wrestling, and he's the smallest, biggest little man, whatever they call him. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's. That's a really big deal. And everybody knows who Rey Mysterio is. Everybody knows the mask. Even if they don't know Rey Mysterio, they're like, oh, that's the guy with the mask, you know? Yes, you are right. Yeah. Um, Number one, Eddie Guerrero, because he just, he, everything, everything. He has everything. That's what it is. You go back, his matches are timeless as well. There's a reason we're still talking about him to this day, right? Mm -hmm. So that, clarify, clarify. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Triple H, Stang, and Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman's a weird choice on there. Yeah, I, I don't know I, if you're aware I, of that. No, I don't know. I, I want to. I want to hear you defend Billy Kidman. Okay, question. so here's my thing about Billy Kidman. You said you never saw. You only saw his WWE work, which is unfortunate yeah, because his WCW stuff was phenomenal. I think Billy Kidman is a cruiserweight that would have worked better. He's one of those wrestlers that I just feel like he was in the wrong time period. I feel like a Billy Kidman uh, would work better, way better now. I could see yeah. Billy Kidman having great matches with like an Austin Theory now. I just think Billy Kimmel was in the wrong era of wrestling, unfortunately. That's my opinion. I think Billy Kimmel was great. I just feel like he was under, he's not the one of the greatest cruiserweights of all time, but in that time period of WCW, everyone talks about the Jerichos, the Mysterios, the Guerreros, for sure. But I I think they slept. A lot of people slept on Billy Kidman back then, and it's unfortunate because I think he was a talent. I I just, when I picture Billy Kidman, I picture like jeans, tank top Billy Kidman. To me, that doesn't feel like, a well-rounded, incredible professional wrestler. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't correlate in my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. That Was that not... That was WCW era then, though, right? That was WCW era, yeah. That's interesting. So I got to go back and watch the Billy Kidman then. Okay. Yeah, you got to... You got to you really gotta <laughs> watch it. Watch a couple. There's a couple great matches he had with... Actually, one of my favorite matches is him and Huvitu Guerrero. Him and Huvi? Yeah, okay. Send, yeah. send, me, send me a list of like a few. Then oh, I'm going to send you... Well, as soon as we jump off, I'm going to DM yeah, a but, couple. But there's a couple great matches where I was like, fuck, man. He really showed sparkles of potential, just okay, never reached cool. that peak. Huh, okay. But he did marry Tori Wilson, so. Is he married to Tori? I didn't even know that. He was they divorced? To Tori. Not oh, anymore. Oh, shit. Good for him. Yeah, he did. He married, <laughs> I remember seeing on the episode of Cribs when she was still like with WWE. Oh, my God, Cribs. What a yeah, time. I'm oh. aging myself. Cribs. Actually, I was watching Pimp My Ride the other day. I was like, fuck. <laughs> this is a throwback, dude. What an era, man. What an era. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive. All right, yeah. guys, that's it for this one. Von Virgil, thank you so much. Before you go, please shout out your socials so everyone can follow the journey that is Von Vertigo. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Von Vertigo. Uh, don't add me on Facebook. That's weird. Instagram at Von Vertigo. Uh, YouTube Von Vertigo. You can follow me on TikTok now at Von Vertigo. Try to figure that out. Please give me some pointers. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, Von Vertigo. Um, God, I think that's everything. I don't know if there's anything else. Any of the backyard pro stuff's cool, too. Just go on YouTube and watch that. 
as many times as you can or get us to a thousand subscribers so we can make money off of it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's true. He's right there. I'm on my way. I got 550 now. I'm doing pretty good. Nice. Nice. I think we're eight, 850 or something. I don't know. You're Every right. Once in a yeah. while, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I never really, I always go back. I never really look at the subscriber count. I go back and just watch my favorite episodes. <laughs> back and I'm like, there's, cause that's, there's that's, that's my hope with all of that is like 10 years from now, people watch that and like, why were there so many incredible wrestlers part of this stupid company? <laughs> <laughs> What and were then, they doing? <laughs> and then Jesse Vaughn calls everybody, guys, we got our first commission check. Everybody yeah. gets five bucks. <laughs> exactly. That would oh that'd be that'd be the goal when everybody's like signed to all these companies, you know? Here's yeah. here's five dollars, everybody. Congrats. Yeah, and it's like, bro, this is five dollars Canadian. Well, yeah, they pay us Canadian. Yeah, it's Canadian. What do you Come want? On, dude? Like we're what a Canadian hell? company. What the hell, man? <laughs> I want five bucks in yen, goddammit. I'm over here for you know wrestling for New Japan. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> All right, my man. Thank you so much for the time as always. Guys, peace, love, and wrestling. Socials are in the link below. Don't forget to subscribe. Love you all. See you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.